Hub Hopper Originals. This is his first ball. Through the gap, on the offside, listen to it. Hey everyone, I'm Sumed. You're listening to episode 3 of the cricketnews.com podcast. I hope you all are recuperating well after a rather difficult week, week and a half across India and the world. While there obviously continues to be some developments in the stories we have been tracking across the first couple of episodes of the podcast, tonight's episode is going to be a little different from the usual format of the show. As we all know, the death of George Floyd, an innocent black man at the hands of four Minneapolis police officers, has shocked the world and justly resulted in anger and immense disappointment. A video emerged of the way George was arrested, which saw police officer Derek Chauvin forcing his knee down on George's neck as George kept pleading that he could not breathe. George died of asphyxiation. With the advent of the internet and television media being really strong as well, we now have more access to these incidents being filmed and shared than we had, say, a decade ago. The clips, when they emerge, obviously hurt everyone with a good conscience, but also help us raise our voices against the filth that plagues our world. Narrowing down to sport, the topic of racism in sport has seen social commentary, especially in football and some American sports as well. However, with cricket, there have been topical discussions during particular incidents only. And as recent as last year, incidents like Jofra Archer being targeted by the crowd in a test match versus New Zealand, or rather shockingly, players abusing other players like then Pakistan captain Sarfraz Ahmed was heard on the broadcast stump mic saying in Urdu to South Africa's Andile Felukwayo, which can be translated literally as, hey black guy, Where's your mother sitting today? What prayer have you got her to say for you today? Sarfraz was banned for four games, but can you imagine what Andil Felikwayo must have felt? Our guest on the episode will share more about that incident a little later. After the recent turn of events, Chris Gale has come out saying that cricket is not racism-free and that he has had his share of racism throughout his career. Darren Sami as well reached out to the ICC and other cricket boards on Twitter saying that this is not just about America, this happens every day. This is not a time to keep quiet. I want to hear from you. What's important to understand is that racism is not limited to a particular country or certain sets of people. It exists in many forms, including casual racism in domestic cricket in India. Abhinav Mukund put up a post and I related to that a lot. Mukund in his post said that he never understood people's obsession with his skin tone, that he was called names throughout his career and that he has always shrugged it off. Dota Ganesh, a legend of domestic cricket in India, tweeted in response to Abhinav Mukund's post saying, I didn't even know the seriousness of racism back in the 1990s and there was no platform to express it as well. Hope no Indian in the future goes through such ordeal, is what Dota Ganesh said. For myself and all of us at cricketnews.com, the belief is that when one has a voice, one has access to a platform and the ability to have some influence over others, it is but a responsibility to talk about important matters. And none can be more important than everyone getting equal treatment, imperative of the colour of their skin. Long story short, racism exists in every form, whether it's embedded in the system or is casual in nature across cricket 
and other walks of life. And the fact is that racism of any nature needs to be reprehensible. And my guest on the episode of the cricketnews.com podcast shares a similar belief. My guest on tonight's show is South Africa fast bowler and someone who has played franchise cricket around the world, Mr. Buren Hendricks. Buren and I talk racism in cricket and what needs to be done in our fight against racism. You're listening to the cricketnews.com podcast. Right, Buren Hendricks, how are you, brother? I'm good and you, my brother. I'm okay too as well. Can't complain. Um, our sisters and brothers have it much harder, you know, just turning into wh- why we've gathered here today because of the the terrible incident that happened in the United States. A conversation around racism has has come up again. Like we were talking about before, we we got on to we got on to recording our episode. That it it's almost a responsibility of of people who are in you know who have influence who have a platform to talk about uh, to to come up and talk about these things. Um, it kind of stings me, you know, that we're talking about a topic like this at the turn of a new decade in the twenty first century. Yes, it's the need of the hour, but it pains me that it is. You know that that we're spending time talking about quote unquote the need for everyone to be treated equally. Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's a very important subject. Um, you know what happened what happened in America was was quite sad to see, and you know it's affected a lot of people um, across the globe because you know it, it's not just happening there; it's happening in a lot of other countries where you know people of of color are are really feeling hard times, and they they feel you know sort of demoralized by by people that are supposed to help them and protect them and, and make sure that everybody feels the same way. Um, and I think like, you know, it's, it's just sad to see what's going on and how things have panned out in, especially in this day and age. Um, like yeah. you say, yeah. I think, um, you know, it's, it's also a positive thing to see that people are sort of rising and standing up to, to bullies that are, that are, you know, sort of trying to tear them down. Yeah, I think you you touched upon a very important point, which is the positive side to it, which is, you know, people coming out and and protesting and, and talking about it, which with with such passion and such endeavor. Um when I came across the clip, uh, you know, I watched on CNN and I am someone who's very sensitive. Uh it's very tough for me to watch these things. But I pushed myself to watch it because I think it's important for us to consume the reality, you know, for us to for us to accept it um, and not just look past it. I mean, a lot of times when we come across these videos on the internet, um, on our television sets, that we just flip the channel, we swipe, um, and we sort of put it past us because it hurts us. Um, it's unpleasant. But I think it's also important for us to consume it so that we voice our our opinion, uh, where we where we shout out what's right. Um, so the positive side definitely is that that people are out there, right? Um, yeah, and and going back to going back to a point, uh, an image in fact that stands out now given the context is 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 Colin Kaepernick taking the knee, right? How the act of a sportsman is now such an iconic Im- image in, in the recent social commentary. Um, 
how do you view that incident uh, in hindsight? Yeah, look, I think, I mean, you know, people in sport, they, they have a, especially professional sport, they, they have a platform to sort of rise up and, and show their emotion as well. And I think it's a positive, another positive thing that that's going down. We see a lot of people now taking a knee, putting a stand to, to what's happening around the world and what's happening to black people. And, you know, it's, it's the, the sort of, the trend is increasing now. Um, and I view that as a, as a big positive for the black community in just the awareness around what is happening to, to them and what is happening to people around the world um, of color. Um, I don't think it's, it's anything that needs to be disc- um, discriminated upon. Like sports bodies would would see it as a negative towards the the bylaws or laws around the game, and you know players are just also fed up on on what's happening in sport and and what's happening in real life. So to take a stand like that is is a massive um, thing for the global community. Yeah, you're right. So narrowing further to cricket, Buren. Uh, Chris Gale said that cricket is not racism free and that he's been, you know, he's had his share of of racism in his obviously long playing career across, um, you know, various leagues also playing for West Indies as well. Um, you like, like Chris Gale, you yourself are an international cricketer as well. You played at, you continue to play at the international level. Do you share the same sentiment as Chris Gale does? Yes, I do. Um, I do believe that cricket is not racism-free. Um, we are seeing small bits of what's happening in, in cricket and, and in sport. I mean, we, there's been a couple of incidents where you know people have been sort of attacked, um, if I may say that. Yeah. People have been attacked from a racial point of view. Um, we got a couple of years ago um, Andita Petlikwaya that was that was attacked and and Joffrey Archer as well that was attacked uh, from someone in the crowd. And, you know, with cricket being a high-profile sport and, and a professional sport um, where thousands of people come to watch um, international um, cricket, you know, there are parts of the game that, that, that do get attacked from a racial point of view. Um, you know, people will try and find anything to to sort of get a one-up on you. Um, and sometimes it gets as bad as as, as racism. Yeah, I, I really want to know your thought on the Andile Felicuayo incident because like you mentioned, you were you were in the squad. You you joined the squad a little later, I think, uh when that yeah. incident happened. Uh what was what was Andile's reaction? What was the team's reaction when when that inc- that horrible incident happened in South Africa? Yeah, look, I mean I like you say I came in later into the squad um, and I could feel that tensions were still a bit high um, with regards to what happened and you know Andile being a very um, sort of chilled character um, didn't take it too hard too much but um, you know in, in hindsight the team felt very disgusted in what happened because you know we, we wouldn't want that happening to any, any player um, to any player around the world in sport not just in cricket, but in sport. And, you know, he, he, we all come from different backgrounds and, and, and come from different cultures. And, you know, the same, the same with um, Safwaz Ahmed. Um, 
you know, he's he's from Pakistan and he speaks a different language, he's a different culture. And, you know, for him to come in and, and say something in his language, thinking that nothing will happen to him or no one will hear him was, was sort of arrogant. And, you know, I think what happened to, what the, the, the sort of punishment that he got was, was fair in a sense where it, it, it made sure that, you know, these things can't happen in sport and, and people can't just bog down to the lowest level to get someone off their game, you know. Yeah. You gotta make sure that, you know, if we if we do want sledging in the game and we do want things to to run smoothly in the game, we need to do it the right way and mm. and you know, get to a point where everybody can just play the game freely and, and not worry about being attacked um, in any any sort of manner, whether it be racial or anything else. Let's quickly head into a break on the cricketnews.com podcast to stay with us. Welcome back to the cricketnews.com podcast. We're in conversation with South Africa fast bowler Buren Hendricks about racism in cricket. Obviously, there are calls for, you know, the cricketing bodies around the world to take strict measures against racism. And I think in a couple of decisions made against players, that has been pretty evident. But what, in your opinion, is the overarching uh, decision that needs to be made or the overarching change in philosophy that needs to be made from the ICC's front to ensure that we progress in our fight to make cricket racism free? Yeah, anything racial should be banned. I, I, I firmly believe. <laughs> I mean, I had that answer in my head as you were asking the question. Um, you know, there needs to be a strict law on it, um, whether it be from the crowd to the players, to the staff, um, wherever it may be. Um, you know, we need a, a, a strict law um, to to what could go down if you become racially abusive. Um, I firmly believe that, you know, if players sort of conducted on other players from an international point of view or any live game where, you know, the public can hear chance or, or just in general uh, yeah you know but you know these things are more affected on, on live television and on, in professional sports where it gets carried out to the world so um, I think that you know they should from a personal point of view how I see it is that you know guys get banned for a couple of years you know um, that that's the only way you, you you sort of put a stamp to on it and you sort of put a a firm grip on on racial abuse and, and what it could cost you, um, you know, in your career uh, as sportsman. That's how we're going to try and tackle and, and defeat racism in sport. Um, and then also from a public point of view, uh, you know, you, same thing. We need to we need to instill bans, you know, life bans if if you are racially abusive towards players, if you're racially abusive in the stands and people are affected by it we should we should take you know hard stands on it and, and I think banning people for significant times um, although it's hard it's the only way to go to to really fight it and and to show players and other other spectators and other fans that you know it's 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 not a good thing to be racially abusive we can't we can't um, stand with it we've got to stand against it what what was your reaction to Darren Sammy's post when you saw that, you know, when he said that it's, um, you know, if, the, where he urged 
you know, the cricketing fraternity to raise their voice against racism or else to be considered a part of the problem. What was your immediate knee-jerk reaction to that? Yeah, I felt I felt touched by that. I think it's a massive thing to to do. You know, people, uh, cricket's a very um, sort of modest sport um, where voices are, are it's, it's kept inside, uh, I would say that. Um, there are so many things that you want to say that you just can't say because um, there are there are rules in the game and how you approach certain topics is is very sensitive towards the game. Um, where you know Darren Sammy is is spot on in saying that you will be part of the problem if you're not speaking up. But you know you that have a voice is is still silent. You know so what change are you trying to make as a player so I think he's, he's, he's going the right way about it um, he's asking people to stand up and stand behind what's happening around the world and, and the inequality that's happening around the world and, um, for me I see it as a positive it touched me a little bit um, what happened with Chris Gale as well <clears throat> the, the tweet that he put out as well was, was also something that hit home quite hard um, and we need to we need to do better. Um, okay, so talking about South Africa, um, you know, obviously the political developments in you know since you know the nineteen seventies have had a direct impact on the cricket, right? Um, you know, I banned in nineteen seventy, came back in ninety one. You were obviously born much later uh, in nineteen ninety. Um, and you're too young to remember how, you know, the scenario changed at that point of time. Um, I'm just curious though, uh, what was, you know, what was told to, to young cricketers who grew up in that late 80s, 90s generation, right? When you were growing up and you were aiming to become a cricketer. Um, what, what, was, what was told, you know, by the young coaches and people in the cricketing setup to the youngsters with regards to opportunities for people of color to grow and represent um, South Africa, I would say, um, yeah, in South Africa, it's you know back then to say people from the nineties and, and now early two thousands and twenty tens when I came through, um, you know, it's you sort of had to be on a certain level to 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 get into the professional game. Um, as you know, you, people always talk about um, what school you came from and what club you came from. Yeah. You know, those were the way, those were the the ways that you had to get into into professional sport, and it was always rare for someone to come up from from a lower class school or lower class or low league um, cricket club. Mm. Um, it was always rare for for those guys to come through. So when they did, it was sort of a, a celebration and a, and a um, an achievement for for the club or school that they represented in. and you know I think it stands today as well and you know people are, are only being selected from certain category, categories of, of schooling or club cricket um, and right. you know we miss a lot of a lot of talent that, that could come through from on the lower clubs and, and from the lower schools. I mean, it's something that's there, um, something that needs to be sort of looked at and, and how we can improve on those type of things. And I hope listeners understand that 
while south africa has its own challenges and and things like that this you know this phenomena is not really limited to just south africa it's there even in india and it i'm sure it exists in some form or the other in a, in other parts of the world as well i'm not qualified or or have experienced that around the world but obviously in the days to come we will surely see social commentary from cricketers and people in the cricketing fraternity will add to this narrative yeah i mean i don't need to go too far from south africa to to go to a very inspiring message that was put out by none other than the great nelson mandela very you know where he spoke uh, on stage about you know about sport having the power to change the world the power to inspire the power to unite people in a way that little else does um the example is right there in front of you isn't it uh that i'm sure that message as as you grew up from a young cricketer to a professional sportsman um must have and continues to act as as an inspiration for young south african um sports people right most definitely i mean you know i wasn't i wasn't even thinking about that that statement that nelson mandela made um, and you know someone else from a different country that doesn't know nelson mandela that hasn't learned about nelson mandela would say the same thing but you know it falls in line with with what is with what he said and and you know he's he's proven that by making sure by by what happened in the 1995 um you know rugby world cup where south africa went from sort of nowhere to to being world beaters yeah so he's put a, a platform together and and made sure that you know what he's saying is is true and what he's saying can come to light where sports can change the way people see each other and the way people think and you know that happened in a time where the country was going through some difficult times with um you know a, a regime change um and apartheid in the country being demolished and 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 a democracy coming to light and that was the way he saw people coming together and people seeing each other or viewing each other in the same way um and it was a small it's a piece of history now but it's it's so powerful that you know it's installed in everybody uh, in South Africa and yeah like i said it's it's, it's the biggest drive that that sports needs right now yeah You know, just to conclude this, I I read somewhere that the Zulu word "simunye" means "we are one." Beautiful, yeah. right? Yeah, it's beautiful. We gotta we gotta use it. I mean, for you to to go and research that and and know what it means means beautiful. Um, you know, uh, you're taking a lot of interest into our culture. It's 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 beautiful to you, and we need to we need to spread that. We need to spread the love and and and. you know we need to spread the that word especially and and make sure that you know we stand together and uh, i want to congratulate you for doing that duran for for using your your status for using you know the platform that you are on to speak about the things that matter um these are topics that a lot of people in significant positions in life shy away from uh but you've not done that you you stood up and spoke in about what matters so congratulations on that and um i wish you the best i hope when india come over to uh, to south africa um you get a, you you pick up a lot of wickets but i'm still hoping india win that series you know 
<laughs> yeah, let's see. Hopefully, uh, I, I'm in the same form that I was when I was in India. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna. Are you gonna get your uh, your former captain out again, like you did in Bangalore? Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> I, I saw Rohit's look. Know. I saw Rohit's face when that happened, and he was like, "Whoa, where did that come from?" <laughs> that was yeah. a good one. We trained so hard together. I mean. Most of the guys from Mumbai, they were like, uh, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you you uh, sent out a very strong message. Come come next year's IPL, there'll be a lot of yeah. sure again. And I look forward to hosting you again, man. I'll, I'll catch up with you uh, when you're here. Yeah, yeah it's good. Uh, I mean, was, this is my first sort of podcast. So, you know, a lot of uh, ups and downs, but it's, it's, it's good to chat. Thank you so much for listening to the cricketnews.com podcast. Do check out our other episodes as well as we bring you the many different aspects of the game through some of the most incredible minds from the world of cricket. Do not forget to press subscribe to never miss out on any of the episodes, please. And keep following cricketnews.com for the latest news and all the latest happenings from the world of cricket. Take care, stay safe and be kind. Kindness is priceless in today's times. And one must execute it as much as possible. See you next Saturday. This Hub Hopper original को सुनने के लिए आपका शुक्रिया। अगर आप भी अपना podcast launch करना चाहते हैं, तो Hub Hopper Studio website पे register करें और एक मिनट के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का podcast launch करें। यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कंटेंट